Connecting Indigenous Musicians and Artists to the World. Welcome to Indigenous Superstars with your host, Rhonda Hand. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show this week. We have an exciting uh, guest like we do every week. I uh, just want to let uh, people know that we're streaming live. I'm back home in my home res and coming to you live from Bigetti, Manitoba, the heart of Opasquia Cree Nation. And this week, uh, uh, just wanted to let people know that, oh, someone says hi here. Hello, that's my sister. She said she's tuning in and saying hi. Hello, Annette. She's in the other room, by the way. <laughs> I just want to let people know that uh, the, the past few days I was in Gimli, Manitoba, and we we just finished completing an, an, a successful Indigenous Emerging Artist Mentorship Intensive with, with five emerging artists from Manitoba. And I'm really proud to say that they really did an awesome job uh, participating in the in the um, program and, and watch out for them uh, in the music industry. Sherry Shorting, Danielle Riel, Martin Dejarlis, Becky Martin, and Nori Rebliosis. They did a really awesome uh, showcase at, at uh, uh, Manitoba Arts Network videotaped them and recorded their music and they did a really fantastic job. So watch out for them in, in the upcoming uh, months. They're, they're probably going to take the music industry by storm. I just know that they're so, they did such a wonderful job. I also want to thank Brad Lang from, uh, he's originally from the Manitoba and we had a meeting last week and we, we talked about our my intro and extra, and he, he helped me uh, with uh, the new intro and extra for Indigenous Superstar. So it was really exciting that he did that for me, and, and I'm going to be working with him with my next CD that I'm going to be recording, and uh, I'm looking forward to going into his home studio. So it's really, uh, I'm really happy to, to connect with him, and and I uh, really thank him again for making my new intro and, and extra for for uh, Indigenous Superstars. So I, I want to um, talk about the, the guest this evening. She's a really amazing person inside and out, very kind-hearted and, and uh, a really good friend of mine, and I'm really happy that, that she's on the show tonight. That's Cindy Paul. And I'm just going to read her bio. Cindy Paul's rich vocals and rhythms combined for a melodic and insightful journey through your imagination and into your heart. On a small ranch near Fort Vermilion, Alberta, a young girl of Métis Cree descent discovered the power of combining her voice with a guitar. By 15, she was composing her own songs and at 21, walked into a studio paid for an hour session and walked out with her first demo. This was the beginning of a lifelong friendship with Barry Allen at Homestead Recorders and Cindy Paul's dream of recording her own songs. In 2001, Cindy completed her first full-length album produced by Gord Matthews and Barry Allen at the Homestead Studio in Edmonton, Alberta, which featured a track written in 1990 inspired by a residential school survivor, he can fancy dance. 
In the spring of 2015, a video of He Can Fancy Dance had been shared over a million times on social media, which propelled the official re release of this Northern Girl for international sale. Please welcome Cindy Paul. Hey, Cindy. <laughs> Dancing. Oh, it's good to have you on the show. Everyone's just saying hi, and and you're talking about the video. Um, uh, you can fancy that. I watched it earlier this evening before um, when I was doing my research on you, and and I've seen it before many times, but I watched it again, and it made me cry. It's such a beautiful story, and and your your um, your melody and and uh, the lyrics of this song are so powerful. And and no wonder why people viewed it over a long, uh, over a million times. That's so incredible. Thank thank you for for writing that and sharing that that beautiful song that you wrote. Thanks, Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to ask you a, a couple of questions. How did you get in? What what inspired you to get you into music? Well, I just want to say I'm happy to be on your show and I'm, uh, you know, so grateful to, to be able to even talk to you again. It's been a long time since uh, I've seen other musicians, so it's really nice to connect. And uh, I think it's awesome that, you're, that you have this show that enables us to still get out into, uh, in, to have an audience. So thank you for that, Rhonda. Um, oh, you're welcome. I'm happy that you're on the show. I can't wait to hear the stories you're going to tell, what they're going to share with us, and, and the music you're going to share with us. So I'll get back to my question. How, what, where does the inspiration and, like, how did you get in, involved to become a musician? Well, I think it was always in my blood. Uh, we came from, came from a family of musicians in northern Alberta where I was raised. Uh, we were raised in quite an isolated community and uh with that be, uh we had lots of every, everybody played guitars fiddles and everything so uh I grew up with it every weekend I started playing guitar when I was eight years old and uh actually I wrote my song even before that uh on a piano uh my grandma taught me a few chords on a piano so uh, I I feels like I've been writing songs and and singing all my life, really. That's awesome. So, so I wanted to ask you a question about so you can fancy dance. Where did that song come from? Like, for you to write that? Well, it was it was an unintentional thing, really. Um, I I was always uh, writing poetry, uh, short stories, and songs all my life, and. Uh, I had a connection with uh, a neighbor and she was a cousin of mine and she was telling me stories of when she was, um, she went into residential school when, from when she was seven to right from when she left, I think, I believe it was 17, she was in there. And that night I couldn't sleep after I heard those stories. I, they weren't good stories and I couldn't sleep that night and... Uh, so I got up and I picked up a pen and paper and that song just poured out. And um, 
it took me a while to be able to sing it. It was written over 30 years ago now. Well, just just 31 years ago. And it took me at least 10 years to record it. And then 10 years after that, for anyone want to, to even hear it, because when I re released that song, uh, it wouldn't get radio play or no one wanted to hear it yet. But I don't think people were ready to to listen right. until just recently, like a few years ago. Yeah, that's a really, really powerful song. And it really tells our, the story of what our our parents went through and grandparents went through when they went to residential school. You just really hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for reading it. It's very, very powerful. So with that, we're going to go on to your first performance. Okay, I'd like to do a song called Pretty Maiden. And uh, I haven't really sang this one too much. And uh, it's kind of a fictional tale about uh, how I dreamt my great-grandfather. He was uh, he worked for the Hudson's Bay Company, and he came from Scotland. And he came up here to northern Alberta, and he met this beautiful Cree woman up in uh, Little Red River. And this is how I imagined it was when he saw her for the first time. Would you save me, pretty maiden? I am weak and I am cold. I've lost all my reasons why I'm so far away from home. Far away from everything that I have ever Would you save me, pretty maiden? I'm so far from home. Then the raven-haired maiden took me by my shaking hands. She told me all her stories, how to live upon the land. Far away from everything that I have ever known. Would you save me, pretty maiden? I'm so far from home. I will build you a castle, my raven. Haired girl, I'll give you my reasons why I'm alone in this world. Far away from everything that I have ever known. Would you save me, pretty maiden? I'm so Far away from everything that I have ever known Would you save me, pretty maiden? I'm so far from home
beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So, so we were talking earlier about um, before the show started, and and uh, we were talking about how COVID got us doing different things or thinking outside the box. And and can you share with the audience what you shared with me? Yeah. So it gave me an opportunity to do something that. I kind of always wanted to do, and that was filmmaking. Uh, as an artist, I'm also a visual artist too, a painter, and uh, I see everything in movies. And I always saw my songs in movies and stories in movies that I was writing. So uh, what what this isolation gave me an opportunity to do was have the time uh, to do that. And I actually just released... Um, my first short documentary, and it was released today on the Métis Nation of Alberta Region 6 website. And uh, if you go to my page, you can uh, get a link to that. It's uh, an eight-minute short documentary, and it's about the, the devastation uh, of a flood we had on our river. The banks uh, flooded our community on both sides, so... Um, it kind of tells the story of uh, the Métis people and uh, our settlement here uh, is the oldest settlement in Alberta. We've been here 200 years and uh, it's it's impacted us tremendously. And um, it just, I wanted the, the documentary to show the humanity side of that. I wanted people to see that there was real lives that got affected and um a culture that's being lost, we always talk about hanging on to our culture, and, and I believe that's what keeps us strong. That's what keeps our children um, uh, strong and proud. And I feel like that if we lose our homeland here and if we get displaced somehow, we're going to lose some of that. And um, I feel filmmaking gave me that opportunity to share that passion and that little voice I had inside as well as incorporate some of my music. And I actually use that song pretty maiden for the film as well. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It's really important for people to hear our, our stories, especially from our perspective. So it's really awesome that you you're getting into filmmaking and, and COVID is COVID has uh, made us think outside the box. So, uh, one of your one of your fans wants the link to your your video. So can you send that to me and I'll post it on the on the okay. broadcast when it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, it's really important that that we that you know what you're doing through filmmaking and sharing your stories and it's and and from hearing it from a different perspective, especially our own perspective and the re, and the stories that never get told how, how we've as a people been affected by colonization. So thank you for, for uh, doing that. It's so wonderful. Um, the other thing I want to talk to you about is um, what hum, you've, you've received many nominations and, and awards. Can you tell us about that? Well, it seems like a long time ago, but it was just a few years back. Uh, I had the opportunity to go to uh, the Native uh, American Music Awards uh, a couple of years, I was nominated for both albums there and got to present on stage too. So that was like a 
you know, a really amazing experience for me, not only to go there and experience uh, the award show, but to meet other artists. And uh, it it really changed uh, my life uh, going to those award shows um, and attending them because it gave me, uh, you know, a little push to to not be so shy, I guess, is, is a good way to put it. Because when you're kind of born and raised in the bush, you tend to just, uh, you know, just kind of want to stay there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I played in the bush till I was 14, so I totally get what you're saying. <laughs> so those, those attending those award shows kind of, it pushed me to, to get out there. And then once I did that, uh, I, I, I wanted to keep going. And uh, the, I started traveling to communities and doing lots of uh, going into communities, singing and teaching music and art. So um, it was a really good thing. It was a really positive experience. That's awesome. I remember meeting you there at the Native American Award Music Award. We hung out and we had a lot of fun. It was a good time. Yeah, can you can you uh, tell us about the the workshops that you do and which communities that you you've been at and so I've been uh, traveling for almost three years quite steadily. Um, I work with uh, nonprofit organizations mostly. Um, I do I do some one on one just contract, but I've mostly been working with ArtsCan Circle and. Uh, in path and that's in Uijinan. So they're um, nonprofits that go into remote indigenous communities and they bring music and art and instruments into the communities. So we do visual workshops, painting murals. We uh, do songwriting. I do a lot of songwriting workshops, and um, and as well as as well as uh, we record the songs too. So. Uh, I really miss traveling and I really miss going to the community. So uh, it's been hard for me staying home. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, I totally get it. We, we all just got cut off from what we love to do. <laughs> so yeah, so so that in a way, so in a way it's kind of good, but not really because like for myself and yourself, we like we thought outside the box and tried to recreate ourselves and rebrand ourselves, and and uh, but we're helping our community um, doing that. So hopefully the world will will heal soon and we'll be able to travel together again, Cindy, like we did yeah. to Albuquer Albuquerque, and that was a lot of fun too when we went there. Yeah. So, so have you? Uh, are you doing more new recordings? I actually have two. Um, I have two songs that are unreleased yet, and that I'm working towards a full-length album. And uh, as well, I have some exciting news too. I've joined a traditional drum group with uh, three uh, beautiful and talented ladies from Edmonton, and oh. uh, we're called Nipsey. So that nice. means uh, it's in Cree. It means willow. And uh, it's a new experience for me. I made my own drum a few years ago, and uh, I I made it with full intentions that I wanted to use this drum and sing with it. 
uh, not knowing that I actually would be in a drum group and singing one day, but uh, it just was meant to be. And um, I'm really excited uh, to be in the group. And we do have uh, a Facebook page. Uh, you can find us there at Nipsey is just a Facebook page name. And uh, we have one song out and we're actually recorded it. I'm just in the process of uh, mixing the track now and uh, that'll be released as our first single. That's awesome. Well, I can't wait to hear it. So you do mixing too? I do. That's another thing that um, this all enabled me to do. It gave me the time to build my own studio. And uh, so I, I have built uh, a recording studio and I've been recording and mixing other artists. So that's a new thing wow. for me too. So as well as producing films, I've been producing uh, artists. So uh, hey, if you need a producer, he just give me a call. <laughs> Send me MacGyver. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I was always yeah. a jack of all trades. So <laughs> <laughs> that's really incredible. That's so awesome. Good for you. That's so awesome. I just want to um take a little bit of time here to say hi to everyone tuning in. Uh, Mary Graham, it's her birthday today. Happy birthday, Mary. Happy birthday, oh, Mary. <laughs> Someone named Cheryl Siwipagam. Hope I didn't yeah. kill that. Yeah, See Linda. Yeah, <laughs> and then someone named Agent Three Hundred One, Patricia Patricia Thousand, Janet Farrelly McHugh, Galen Geno Geno Una Utana Brown from uh, Albuquerque, well Albuquerque, New Mexico. Yuri Jala. Hope I hope I didn't ruin that name. <laughs> Uh, Denae Theric, Jared Portois said hi, Gilbert Jones. So hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in tonight and listening to the amazing Cindy Paul share her really incredible stories and, and her beautiful songs that she writes. So right, up, right now we're going to listen to her, her second song. Okay. Um. I'm going to do another song too off the second album. It's called Man I Raised. And I was talking to uh, Rhonda just um, before we aired here about the, you know, the, the good things that happened with COVID. It forced us to, uh, to get into things maybe we weren't familiar with, but also there's lots of things happening there in our communities with uh, isolation and depression and drugs and alcohol. And uh, I think, you know, I just want to put good energy out there and uh, know that if you ever need some support to reach out and there's always somebody there that loves you and and uh, just remember that, that you're never alone. Always reach out for, for somebody to love. And uh, this is going out to a man I love very much, my son, Clay. It's called The Man I Raised. Please slow down, son, rest your eyes. You said I'll sleep, mom, when I die. Can't you see that I'm a man? 
Let them catch me if they can And all the things that I can't change All the people I can't blame I made mistakes and people came He is a man that I have raised This snowy road, it leads to hell And I'm drinking whiskey by myself I'm praying for a better day And for the man that I have raised And all the things that I can't change All the people I can't blame I made mistakes and he will pay He is a man that I have Well, they caught up to his wild ways Went to see him in the jail And as I turned to walk away A few choice words he had to say Mom, all the things that I can't change All the people I can't blame I made mistakes and I will pay I am the man that you have raised And I'm praying for a better day And for the man that I have raised bit too before the show started we talked about guitar playing and you said you started at the young age of eight years old <laughs> yeah <laughs> well my mom was a guitar player and she got uh she got this guitar and I I always watched her like I sat and I watched her fingers and she got a Kenny Rogers record <laughs> <laughs> the first song I ever learned was Lucille of, from Kenny Rogers. And I, I just went upstairs and I practiced that song till I could play it. And uh, 
And then I went and uh, downstairs and surprised my mom and played her Lucille. So <laughs> from then on, I was pretty much hooked on guitar. Yeah. Right on. And then I was just telling you too, I just started guitar lessons and it's so hard, but I'm still plugging through, still practicing. And right now I'm learning technique and, and uh, I'm learning a couple chords right now, but I'm learning how to strum and and uh, and glide, and, and it's really uh, there's this so much to learn. <laughs> yeah, and it's I'm such really a good tool. It. It's such it a is. good tool to have, and you know, music is healing, and it helps you work through feelings that you know, a lot of things. Uh, can't work and so having a guitar and be able to play your own guitar kind of en enables you to uh, create your own songs too and your own melodies so um, you were talking about early how important it was that we write our own stories and uh, I always say to kids when I'm out teaching them songwriting is uh, if if we don't write our own stories, someone else is going to write them for us. So as Indigenous people, as Métis people, as, uh, if we don't write our own stories or tell our own stories, uh, somebody else will write the history for us. So that's why I think as a songwriter uh, and as, a f as now like uh, a young filmmaker, <laughs> I think it's so very important to, our stories come from us and and not right. bringing in people to tell the stories for us. So That's right, from our own yeah. perspective. Yeah, that's so true. And so I have, I have a request. I, okay. I never, it's the first time uh, I'm going to request one of my musicians, uh, my guest artists to to perform a song. Are you, are you okay with that? Oh, okay. <laughs> Can you perform? Can you fancy? Can he can fancy dance? Okay, sure. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay, awesome. Thank you. It was the day the black robe came to his land. He will teach your children right from wrong And they took him from his mother's hand He was gone He could not fancy dance, he could not sing He was told that it was a sin and Sometimes he'd fly out on the eagle's wing In his mind Robbed of his spirit and his pride he was told his people were undignified He could not speak the language of his land How could a man like that survive? 
Now he drinks whiskey and hangs out in bars. He says this fire water can do me no harm. Can't you see he lost his soul years ago? He's losing the fight again. Does this war ever really end? No, all he wanted was to be your friend. He's losing the fight again. On a concrete corner all alone He whispered, mighty spirit, can you take me home? Take me back to when I was a little child out his worried head And he closed his lonely eyes now he can fancy dance, and he can sing. You could see him fly out on the eagle's wing. If you listen close enough, you can hear him. His every breath in the wind. He can fancy dance. Sing. You could see him fly out on the eagle's wing, and if you listen close enough, you could hear him singing. Every breath is in the wind. Is every breath is in the wind? Now he can fancy dance and he can sing. Beautiful. Thank you so much for this tearing up here. <laughs> a beautiful song. Thank you for your request. Thank you for taking my request. <laughs> uh, so where can people find you find you on social media? So I have a website, it's uh, cindypaul.net, and my all my social media links are on there. You can find me at just on uh, anywhere on social media at Cindy Paul Music, so on Instagram, Facebook, and uh, also my music is in all forms too, on Spotify, uh, iTunes, and everywhere too, The both albums are, they're out there, uh, you just kind of Google me, you'll find me. Awesome. That was so good. Oh, so so happy to have you on. And I just love your your the songs that you write, your storytelling and, and your guitar playing. And now I'm I'm looking forward to to watching your documentary. And I can't wait to see what more what other create creations that you do. And yeah, I'll think of I'll be considering you as a 
producer for sure for my for my upcoming songs. And and I just want to remind the people out there watching and listening that that you can uh, like the, my YouTube channel on Ronda Head and all the past um, musicians that I interviewed are on there. Uh, we're also on on podcasts, so I'll be, uh, that'll come out probably by tomorrow. I'll put it out on on podcasts, so you'll be able to download and listen to the to the episode. Cindy's my thirty seventh guest, and I'm really happy to have her on the show. And uh, you, oh, I just want to mention to about Lisa Clark. She gave me this really beautiful rap, and I want to give her a shout out. And I really thank thank her that she gave this to me, and I told her that I'd be wearing it tonight, and I'd give her a shout a shout out. And uh, Mary Graham is saying, "Best birthday present ever." Listening to Cindy Paul. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mary. Have a great birthday, Mary. Do <laughs> uh, you have any? Um, Final words to say? Oh, I just want to, you know what? I just want to send love out there because I think uh, right now a lot of people just need need to know that and uh, and keep sending good positive energy out to each other. We need each other right now. And, uh, and thanks again, Rhonda, for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Just, I'm just like... Uh... You touched my heart with your music. Thank you for for sharing that. And and I want to I want to um, announce the next musical guest is Keith Sakola. So I'm really excited to to interview him. Probably it's going to be on Wednesday because I'm traveling on Thursday to to Winnipeg for my other doctor appointment. So I just want to tell everyone stay stay safe, stay healthy, and kisagi ten. Hey, hey.